Hi, my name is Keisha Braxton with Exit Deluxe Realty in Chevy Chase, Maryland. Have you ever wondered what it takes to buy or sell a home? I have the answers for you. Please, by all means, any means necessary, contact KeishaBraxton.com for all of your real estate needs. For more information, go to K-E-C-I-A-B-R-A-X-T-O-N.com. KeishaBraxton.com. Thank you. This podcast has been brought to you by H&H Real Estate Investment, LLC, where we buy your house as is, no commission or closing costs, as soon as two weeks. Yes, we have you closing your deal in two weeks. Please contact 202-793-9719. The number again is 202-793-9719. H&H Real Estate Investment Group, LLC. Boxing Legends Podcast. I'm here with a special guest tonight, y'all. One of Southeast DC's own. If you talk, if you think of Highlands, Melvin Foster name was the first name that you thought of. How's it going, ladies and gentlemen? We have no other than the own Melvin Foster. How's it going, champ? Everything going, my Everything going pretty good. I can't complain at all. That's right, man. Uh, uh, uh I just wanted to, man, touch upon some things, man. I remember growing up, man, in, in Southeast D.C., man, before I started boxing, because I started fighting in 92. But, man, all my young life, all I heard was the great Melvin Foster, man. Highland. Melvin Foster name came up in everybody's mouth on that side of town. Uh, and, and, and you, you was like a living legend before you even turned pro. And, and you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it's just an honor to be here talking to you today, man. Well, Ross, it's an honor to be on your show. And to, you know, create a type of label on my name. That, you know, one of the greatest to come out of you know, Washington, D.C. Uh, it's a lot of hard work here with this, though. You know, it just don't happen overnight. That's right. So, uh, Melvin, when did you start boxing? Uh, I started boxing in 1985. Okay. In Highland. Highland. Okay. Um, like I was saying before, man, when, when, when we, when Highland name came up, you was like the, the face of that gym, you know, uh, um, when, when, when you was pro and wasn't really local no more. Man, all you heard, uh, uh, Larry, Larry just talked about you to all the time. Melvin, Melvin this, Melvin that. He loves you so much, man. And, and, and on that topic, man, how was it being a fighter under Larry Williams? Well, Larry, man, Larry had a special relationship and everything. Uh, we more like father and son type of thing. Larry was a father that I never had and told me everything for the boxing and how to be a conductor citizen. Right. Larry told me the ins and outs of everything, you know, and he walked the walk with me. So that's why when I turned pro, 
I made sure Larry was still in my corner that he still was making a nice a lump sum of money. They just went to give me some money to walk away. That's right, man. That's law. You see, you see, they don't have that no more, man. In this, in the game, no more. Where uh, people kind of tend to forget where they got it from, man. You, you know, that's a great story for the for the youth to listen to. That loyalty is everything. You never go against something, somebody, and something that helps you get to where you got to. And and, and Melvin is proven factor that sticking with his trainer. Uh, uh. Yeah, that's a guarantee. Go ahead, go ahead, okay, I was about to say, um, how was it, man, fighting in the eighties and in the nineties, in the early nineties in DC, man? How was that for you? Okay, let me give you a quick story about this. Um, coming out of Highland, um, a lot of people don't know that I had a cousin named Tiger. Okay. Uh, Robin Moss. Robin Moss is, is the government name. Okay. But you know, on a long, long term of that, one day I came up to a fight of Highland and, uh, he was fighting, and he was the main event up there, and uh, they had pictures of tigers all on them, um, walking around people, and they calling tiger, tiger. i like, man, that's a good feeling. I said, one day, I want them to say my name. That's the right. same way they're saying this, this thing. And the dream came true. You know, I put that, a lot of hard work in it, a lot of dedication, a lot of uh, discipline, following what I was supposed to do and doing what I was supposed to do and everything. That's amazing, man. I never known that you had another family member that fought also, man. That's good news to know, he man. Came, he came out of Highland. Robert Moss, everybody know him as Tiger. Tiger. He was like a 119. Okay, okay. He was a rumbling little dude. Man. Wow. And he just, he just inspired me to to go forward there, you know, and, and coming out of Linda Poland over in Southeast, I was uh, 12 years old. I lost my mother, so I had to turn to something. I didn't want to you know, turn to the street and uh, do wrong and everything. So I, I turned to boxing. Yeah, I know my mother wouldn't let me box it. She was still alive. Wow. Wow. So, man, uh, you came from the 92 class. And, um. Yeah. Uh, what you going to say, champ? No, no. I, yeah, I came with the 92, uh. I actually turned pro in 92 after the Olympic, Olympic trial. Okay. And you came up under that era with Oscar, Shane, Larry Donald, and all those guys, man. How was that experience, and which, what did you get gain out of that that class of fighters? To be down as one of the greatest fighters when, when I was on the, coming out with Larry Donald, uh, Oscar Delahoy, Shane Mosley, Vernon Falls, mm-hmm. all those type of guys. To see my name on the paper with them, and like one of two of a DC fighters, it was it was an honor and everything. And uh, I was just overwhelmed with it, and I just had to roll with it. You know, it's like it's time to go. And uh, all I remember is that we uh, you know, we we, we performing together and everything. And they went all these superstars at first. Yeah. So do you still keep in contact with some of them guys? Uh, I actually keep in touch with Chris Bird, uh, you know, Aaron Robinson, uh, my man, Martel Griffin. Okay. There's a couple of guys, you know, the other guys like Delahoy, you know, if I see him there, we, we are talk, but as far as like keeping in touch with them yeah. and everything, that, that's, they you know, they, they, they do it, they have high road. Yeah, yes, indeed. <laughs> yes, indeed. I'm sure if you probably just say, man, you in the building, they'd make sure you get through if you really wanted to. Oh yeah, most definitely. They respect me, uh, trust and believe me. Back then, the days I had them, 
our, our first person on a national team to get an earring in. You know, okay. everybody on the team fall right behind. Yeah. Fall right behind me. Got earrings. <laughs> it, it was funny. You know? Right, right, right. Uh, also, all everybody. This is the blast on that type of level. And like you said, boxing has changed so much. Yes, indeed, man. And everything. And they, if you look at that, these guys, and, and the crazy part about it, they make it more money than we are. They are, man. They are, man. They, they make it way more way money. More money. Like, with less skill. Like, with less skill. With less skill. Exactly. So, man, they how many... They didn't have to. They didn't have to go through that what we had to go through back then, man. Nah, not at all. Nah. Not all. We, we had like five or six... Always, it's always, it's always was five or six killers. Always back then, <laughs> right? Man, how many amateur fights did you have? Uh, my amateur record, I was uh two hundred, two hundred twenty-seven, like about forty. Wow! If a person tell you, if a person tell you they undefeated amateur, man, they lied. Right? They lied. I could tell they you that. Lied. They, they lied. lied. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm here to tell you. I'm waiting for one it's to say it. You go undefeated. You go undefeated. It's man. hard. Yep. You fighting everybody from every the best. Every you can't duck them. The best. Can't even duck them. Yep. Yep. So, man, um, elaborate on, man. I watched you on um YouTube, man, and I put it on the uh, DC Boxing Legend uh Instagram page, man. You at the ninety one uh National Golden Gloves. You the first fighter. Heavyweight champion, Golden Glove champion from Washington D.C. How that felt? Yes, that put me. Oh man, that was that was one of the. I mean, that year was a blast for me. My my son was born nineteen ninety one, and to be the 1991 national Golden Glove champion, and I fought so many times, and never always get to the semifinals or or I get knocked out the first round. That's just how hard it was. Yeah. To. To be able to win the national title and be the first person that from Washington D.C. to win that two on one, man, was a big accomplishment. It's still a highlight of my career right now. Yeah, man, I watched that, man. You, you, and you did not only win it when you won it, you crushed, dude, man. You ain't leave it up to no judges. You ain't take no chances. You sealed the deal, man. I watched that. I was like, that's how you seal a deal, but especially coming from D.C. But you know the funny part about that? You know you fight five times. Right, right, right. When I got to the semifinals, a gentleman pulled, I forgot his name. He pulled out. He said, I don't got far enough. I don't want to fight you. He pulled out. So I had, <laughs> actually had to walk to the champion. Oh, wow, wow. <laughs> his main man said he didn't want and that wreck. And I had Dave Jacobs and my man. For Hill, um, McCain. McCain. Yeah, yeah, I remember. I saw it. I said, I said, look, he got McCain and he got Dave Jacobs. Man, that's legendary right yeah, there. Man. That, was, that, 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 was, that was the highlight of my career. Yeah, then you, man, you, you, when you dropped him, you just kept dropping him. I was like, damn, Melvin, man, he didn't only. I ain't think you can give me. He's Austin Thompson was his name. Okay. And Austin was the He came to fight. He's from Tennessee. Okay, yeah. He wasn't giving up. Nah, he but wasn't. I think I just outclassed. You outclassed him, man. Outclassed him, and I, I think I won him more than he did. And you, your power shots was mean, man. You was, you was sitting down on everything, man. Everything. I was, I was, I, I, and the funny part about it, Larry wasn't there with me, but he's the first person I called 
It's a hot you got your national champion to bring back to Washington, D.C. I know he was and excited, man. man. <laughs> I know he was, man. I know he was. I, I, and the funny part about it, I gave him the trophy. Now he, I don't know if he still got it, but the big trophy they gave me, I gave it to Lawrence. Oh, that's great, man. That's that's what you do, man. You don't get fighters like that no more, man. They don't, they think about themselves and don't realize that the trainers the ones who make us sometimes, man. They take us to another level, and a lot a lot of these young fighters don't see that, man. How's that experience now? I hear you're training up Sugar Ray Leonard, Jim. Yeah, actually, yeah, training. You know, it's, I'm training over Sugar Ray Leonard, Jim, right now. Okay, Jim's closed. Been closed since like uh. I want to say around April. Okay. That closed up. Okay. But um, right now, uh, you know, I still got a couple people trained. I train in my house in the garage, my garage and everything. Okay. The funny part about you saying about training, guess who called me and asked me to train them for a fight they great had? Who? Daryl Cody is ready to fight Riddy Bow. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, real? That's real? Daryl. That's real. Daryl I thought it was Cody. a joke. I didn't know that was real. Wow. Now, I'm going to start training Daryl as the next week. I'm going to start training Daryl and getting Daryl prepared for the fight. Okay. So, I don't think it's, it's not a joke for so far. Okay. We don't own the We signed no contract yet, but as word of mouth, it's not for fake right now. Oh, wow. Wait, what is Daryl wearing now? Daryl can make that weight. They're all a fat boy right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we about to tone him up a little bit. Okay. So, so. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, so we hit that boy right now. Y'all got to at least get Daryl to 225, yeah. man, to fight Big Bo, man. Yeah, yeah. Damn. Big Bo. But I think what it is, Bo, Bo is real slow, but he just got a dog. I keep his hands up. Yo, man. most definitely. You know. If he keep it, if he keep his hands, that we don't get both in some trouble. And Daryl in and out, back and forth. Yeah, you got to get in and out. That's we'll right. Make look, we'll make both look a little stupid. You know, like that's right. Voice and save time. He, he feel me? We got, we got, we definitely got a plan for him. That's right. He can't hit what he can't touch, man. Exactly. <laughs> you right about that. Yeah, he and can't hit what he can't touch. <laughs> Y'all to be crazy to sit there let that big man punch on him. You know what I'm saying? So, so, so that's I, our game plan. We going there. So I want to mention your, um, I want to mention some of your accomplishments, man. You was the first fighter from D.C. to win the Golden Gloves as a heavyweight. 1991 silver medal at the U.S. Festival in 1991 and the 92 bronze medals at the USA Trials and the five-time DC Golden Glove champion, man. That's a that's a, a an amazing accomplishment to come straight from where I'm from, the same place, Southeast DC, man. That's a hell of an accomplishment. And uh what do you have to tell the youth out there, the young fighters out there that's coming up under us in the ranks since now? And and what advice do you have for them? First, before I go back, I just want people should know this. On the, on the 1991 festival when I got the silver medal, uh-huh. that was the politics in U.S. United States amateur was vicious, vicious. I couldn't let stand me tell, it. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Okay. The whole blue corner was going to the Pan Am Games. Wow. The whole red corner was going to the World Championship. That's ridiculous. That night, that night, listen to this, though. That night, I gave John Bray 
champion that it is man they like like i explained to these young fighters now man back in our days we didn't we didn't really call out they they called trainers coaches and i i'm I, I, I really don't do that i'm still old school my i had a boxing trainer i don't have no coach i didn't have no coach you can't you can't coach a killer you know what i'm saying you train a killer man you're right about that yeah you're definitely right about that yeah yeah but um one other thing, uh, who was your greatest rivalry in D.C.? I ain't even going to talk about the Nationals. I'm going to talk about D.C. Who was your greatest rivalry in this town here? The person who, when my, my greatest rivalry, truthfully, when I first started, uh, was um, the Fields brother. The Fields Field brother. Fields. Okay. Yeah, I heard Field about him. Field. This gentleman beat me like four to five times. Of course, I beat him, but they wouldn't give me the fight because he was the name on the face. Okay. Uh, the average boss coming out of the field, brother. Right, 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 right. Just, but, but I stayed in there, and you know, they, it came around to where nobody in D.C. could beat me, and on a bad day, I still, the judge still might give it to me, and they think I put a little hard work into it. That's how I corrupt the amateur box. It was. So these days, you got to knock people out. You no do. You do. That's real talk. <laughs> you know, you got to knock him out. No person's ass. There ain't nobody count that out but you. You feel me? I mean, that's what I think I got out of that. When you won the national um, Golden Gloves, I th that's what I got out of that fight. It seems like you just wasn't trying to give it to the judges that day. Like, you was like, I'm not letting these jokes. I'm knocking this joker out the box. I'm not giving them a chance to win, to, to take I'm nothing so, from I'm you. So it's funny you say, I watch that tape all the time. I was so determined on that fight, man. I was so determined. It's like I had fire. I had fire on my eyes. I'm just ready. It's like nothing's going to deny me to bring this national championship back. And I think that year, I was the only one from Washington to win the national. Wow. Wow. I know from that. I know that experience. Album. Wow. I know that experience. I that feel, man. Um, yeah. Uh, who was your national rival? I would say John Bray, and there was a uh, slick dude, uh, name, uh, he can punch, brother. And, uh, did we have another fighter who gave me a little work on the, uh, NASCAR that came from Washington, D.C.? Uh, Ronald Sims, he's from D.C. Ronald Sims, yeah, so Ronald we, Sims, yeah. Yeah, we used to have, you know, all the national, you had a lot of arrived in that, like I said, I came from middleweight. 
all the way up to heavyweight. Okay, because you was that hurt. Yeah, you was, was a bad one sixty five pounder, man. So you was a beast. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah, I was terrible at one sixty five. That's what I heard, man. See, I, I, I fought. Uh, I, I lost in uh, nineteen eighty eight. I hit Anthony Hembrick. He was made the Olympic team that year, but he lost it by not making weight. Okay, I hit him and. He fell, and they got back up, and they still getting fights. Wow. That's the politics. Yeah, that's just, that's boxing, man. Especially back then, man. We didn't really take many yeah, judges man. to the Nationals with us either, man. Old referees right, and this, stuff, man. We had one or two. The IE officials. Yeah, we, yeah, yeah. yeah. Them, other, them other places, they had 10, 15 judges with them, man. But, you know, it's funny because uh, these days, the uh, the PMP all of uh Towing Valley Association, they bring a lot more referees and everything. That's so, good. Know. That's good. Because they wasn't doing that back in the days, man. We'd go with, only person went with us was Cuttingham. That was it. Oh, stop. But you know, I said, I thought, I thought, Earl, you know who made a big, uh, big part out on that national number that a lot of you don't know? Who? Burry Hunter. Burry Hunter. Yes, indeed. He went out there and did his thing, yeah. man. He did his thing. Yeah, he did his thing. And Burry learned, and Burry came from no win and learned everything, man. And yes, he indeed. a world champion and did like big things for him. Man, I remember, um, Burry Hunter uh, took Lamont Anthony. They was younger than me and my brother. And, uh, Anthony and Lamont used to look up to me and my brother. Uh, that year at the National Silver Gloves, they saw for the first time me and my brother, the only two to make it to the championship that year. And, 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 and they, they, they took notes, man. And next thing y'all know, uh, uh, two years later, when they became old enough, it got better. They was winning it like it wasn't nothing after that. But we was, we was done fighting after the 96. And, and them brothers, man, they, they took it to another level, man. Burry Hunter definitely, I think they heard, I heard he had over a hundred some national titles come out of that gym. Yeah, yeah. Burry he's a hard working young man, hard, hard work trainer, you know. Burry got a lot of, lot of talent coming out. I mean, you know what I'm saying? But like I said, Burry put his heart into it. He did. And not be able to look back and say, Burry ain't never boxed dead his life, but look at look at where they're. Look where he had him train so many world champions. Yes, he did. So, yes, he did. Sometimes people just got that gift. They do. Some, Some people, people got, got it. That, that leadership gift and able to make men most definitely, man. Yes. What what was your your transition like coming from the pros from the amateurs to the pros? How was that transition for you? How that felt? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked you. You asked me that question. See, this is the same reason why a lot of our fighters don't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is that transition. See, my thing was when I turned pro in '92. I brought Larry along, but also brought, also paid for some experience to come in that corner with me. Right. You see what I'm saying? Most definitely. You need that person who don't been there to show Larry the ropes and who, and I had Victor Valley, who trained the Jerry Cooney, okay. and a lot of world champions. Jeff Lampton, you know, he trained like Victor was the, was, was the crowd. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know, you need to ask the, the ask the person, the person who won't been there and who won't come at that level. Most definitely. And, and the funny part about that, I said this to a gentleman in D.C., Ernesto, and I said, Ernesto, you need help in that corner, man. Mm-hmm. 
And he looked at me and like, you know, when I eat one of them, I got this. And what I got from that is that you don't want to share the glory, but you're hurting your fighter. Right. Because you can't take him to that level you never been. Yeah, you, you, you def- most definitely, you man. You can't nobody to the level you never been. That's a fact. That's a fact. You definitely got to... From and, just, and, 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 you gotta have that help in there. You had an extra push. You had an extra eyes, and then somebody who know what to look for. I don't see a lot of fighters in DC don't got to that level, and then trainer don't panic when they got knocked out or knocked down. They don't know what to do in the corner, right? They never been there. They never been there. So how they how they gonna fix the that, situation? That, that transition into the mud, you know, and the thing about that, the transition, you gotta get help to change your fighter, take your fighter to the next level. That's a All true, right. that's a true statement, man. I've seen, um, Ray done that with, uh, Dave Jacobs in the past when he had to get Dundee in there and, and it wasn't, exactly. a, you know, it's, it was just, somebody who knew. Hey. you know, he ain't the only yeah. one. Ali yeah. done it. All the, all the greats have done it. So. And that's the funny part about it, man. You know, people don't want who want to be selfish. You think you hurting? You hurting the next person? You hurting your fighter? If you love your fighter, you bring that step. And I, I was like this. When I, when I went to the table, when I was about to sign with Lou Dubin. You know what they told Larry? We gonna pay you five percent. You ain't got to do nothing. Wow. I'm like, huh? They just gonna pay him five percent that he ain't gotta do nothing. Wow. I did I did sign with Lou Dunn for no some situations that I got a contract, it wasn't just something I was satisfied with. Okay. Something I thought. But it might have it might have took my career to a different level too though. Right. When I was with them, I stayed in shape, I stayed out of town. Right. So that might have been the best, but at the time it didn't I look I was right. worth more than they was off. The numbers I didn't work right. Yeah. Right, exactly. So when I went to Dennis Rappaport and we sit down and uh, he, he first person like, we need to bring Vita Valley in there to take you to the next level. Larry can I, Larry no bitch to this level so Larry would be lost to take me to this level. Right, right. So, 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 we'll be on, so you figure out the main train to get 10%. I, I spread that down. I said, I'm going to give Larry Seven percent, and I give Victor eight percent. So I paid fifteen percent for my training. Okay. So that's how that worked out. And they jail, you know, down the street. I'm not going to just kick him to the curb. Just, I'm here because of this man. Exactly. It's no way around that. You got to. He he definitely earned his right to be amongst that and, and ride that with you all as well. So, man, you you right. did that so was noble. I, to, you know, how how is Larry doing now, man? Uh, Larry is doing great. Larry just had a birthday on uh, August the 4th. Larry, uh, I think it's 65. Larry is slightly blind. Okay. can't see that good. I remember he, hearing he that. He was real close on him to him. Okay. Uh, and his vision is far away. is not too good. But Larry living. Larry is good. Larry family is blessed. He's blessed. Man, Larry was always a good guy, man. I, I've, I've known Larry since I was 13 years old, 12 years old. So I know, man, you never change, never change, man. man. Hard to go. go. Good man, Joe. Good man. Always will be to me. Yes, indeed. So, um, 
What was it like, man, being on the big stage? How was that to you being on that big stage, HBO, ESPN, and all of that? How did that feel to you, fighting on the big stage? Because you was in there with the best of them, man. Uh, then like well, the Michael Moore thing, um, my first final HBO. I got the call out a six day no. I got the call out Sunday. Okay. And I just fought another guy about two weeks ago, uh, in New York, and I beat. I stopped him. And like uh, Michael Moore, uh, fighter. I forgot to do his name. Fight. Shut out. You heard his saying. Okay. Do you want to fight? I'm like, huh? Where's fighter? So HBO. I'm like, yeah, man. Take that fight. Not knowing that, you know, in the Amazon, me and Mike Moore had an exhibition in Pennsylvania where Mike Moore visited you from the Pennsylvania. Okay. So, so I like, I, 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 I was, but me and Mike was real good friends. Okay. And Mike Moore sucker. Well, I mean, he, he schooled me in that fight. He yeah. calmed me in that fight. Well, I mean, he calmed me. The calming thing was, if I catch him two or three times, Oh, if he says he's like, you all right? So he tricked me. Oh, wow. I'd be like, you are. I'd be like, you are. Right. That's the odds and ends that people don't know about. Right, right, right. Damn. Yeah. So, yeah, so, this, so he was like, you all right? Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, damn. That's trickery big that's, time. That's that con. That, and see, you know how I fought a right here. You know, I was the next fight. I was the George Foreman knocked him out. Right, right. So he was on Warrior Street. You feel me? Right, he right. Come. I ain't gonna lie. He he, he didn't want um, you to knock him out. So he was he was trying. He, right. he was like, "You are hiding there. That's yeah. that's some wild stuff there, man. Damn. He he basically yeah, trying to tell you, I'm gonna right. take don't take it light on me. That's what he sound like. He was trying right, to say. Right. <laughs> so, you, know, we, we, you know, I went ten rounds with him on the six day notice and everything. So you know, at that time, the money was good. The money was good. You know, Jack can't complain about the the money. Okay. You know. So man, it was it was, a, it was a lifetime experience for me. What would you come out? What would you do different in boxing? What would you do different that you that you that you would you should have done in the past? What would you do different? Leave DC. Leave DC. I would I would recommend that the ninety percent of the people that as, as fighters. Leave DC. Nothing here. Right, uh, especially back then. Corruption, downfalls, people want to be, excuse my friend, Jock Riders. Right. And everything. You know what I'm saying? Don't say Jock Riders. And once you fall, once one will pull you down. And you got to be strong. And the point with me, I wasn't that strong. Right. I'm a man that to say that. I was, right. I wasn't that strong. I was enjoying the fame. Right. Yeah. But back then, coming in DC, that was kind. Of, that's you know, then you right. You leave DC, especially back in the eighties and nineties, man. It was the limelight place. It was everything going man, on I, here, man. Right. <laughs> I mean, I, I was I was staying in New York. I would come home on the weekend. Right, right. Showing out, man. I know <laughs> that's how it was, man. DC was the place back then. Chocolate City, man. We this town was one of the greatest, man. You're right about that, but yeah, but, if I could do it all over again, I would have been hard enough to see. I got the honor of meeting your wife, man, at Anacostia Park. Pia, am I saying it right? Pia Foster. Yeah, Pia, yeah, yeah, yeah Pia Foster. Man, uh, and it was an honor to meet her, and she uh, had your son, man, look identical to you, man. I, I knew, I yeah, said, that's she man. Yes, it did, man. I said, damn, he looked yeah, just like yeah. Melvin, man. God dang. 
identity. That's awesome, man. You got a wonderful wife, man, and uh, uh, I know it's great to be able to settle down and and I'm sure from from the conversations, man, you have a strong woman, man. Oh, yeah. she's very strong. Like, yeah, I yeah. think you know. I think if I been back then when I was on top. I've been mean there, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can believe it, man. And it, it's definitely the, the <laughs> choice of the woman like makes that. a difference for us, man. Most definitely, yes, man. Yes, yes indeed. Yes, yes, well, but, man, uh, any, very any, anything you want to give or, or shout outs or anybody you want to send a, a, a thanks to out there, man, it's the time we can do that now. We're going to close this thing out, man. Anybody you want to shout out or, or, or just give recognition to? First of all, Rossi, I'd like to thank you for bringing me on your show and giving me the opportunity to speak to to your to your uh, audience and and to elaborate on my career and my standpoint from boxer. First of all, thank you. Man, you're very welcome, champ. Thank you for being on here. Not a problem. I just want to you know, thank thanks for my wife, you know, who support me and my backbone and do everything I need to do be done. Uh, my kids and everybody and my family. I love everybody, and I'm just giving a big shout out to everybody. All my five sisters and my two brothers. Ladies and gentlemen. I got too many nieces. You got too many nieces and nephews. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I'm with you, man. I'm deep too, man. It's a, it's a lot of my family members. But ladies and gentlemen, the great Melvin Foster, Southeast own Melvin Foster, y'all, Highlands own Melvin Foster, DC's own Melvin Foster, DC Boxing Legends Podcast. Peace.